Hello, everyone, the world, everyone that's listening. Welcome to another episode of Mr. Speaker Speaks. You know, it's the podcast that informs, challenges, and inspires. This is real talk from real people about real things. And it's the show where the guests get to speak. You can learn more about me at vincenttedwards.com or join my online community at vincentondemand.com. It's where you can get exclusive access to trainings, videos, and more to help you pivot into your purpose with power and precision. Today, I have a great medical expert that's going to share with us some stuff to help us with our gut, brain connection and let us know how food affects the mood. I like that, how food <laughs> affects the mood. You know how sometimes we have the lighting and all of that, but how the food affects the mood. This is going to be a great show. My guest is Dr. Colrie Chowdhury, and she is a neurologist, and we're going to talk about that real quick. I want to let you know that today's show is brought to you in part by Serious Web Solutions. Your success is our success. Everything from website development, graphic designs, to e-commerce solutions. Tell them you heard about them right here on Mr. Speaker Speaks. That's SeriousWebSolutions.com, and Serious is spelled... S-I-R-I-U-S. Also, oh, men, when you're ever in Tallahassee and you need a fresh cut, go by and see my barber, Dante, at Blaze Barbershop, 2202 Lake Bradford Road, Sweet A. He is great. He will make you look sharp, look right. He keeps me ready, not only for radio, but for video as well. So just go by and see Dante at Blaze Barbershop. Like always here on Mr. Speaker Speaks, we go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for another day that you've allowed us to be here, not just to be here, but so that we can interact and help one another, teach one another, learn from one another. And God, we say thank you. And now I just ask for your presence to be here, to lead and guide this conversation that those who hear will benefit, that those who hear will learn and it will help them to improve their lives. And I will give you all the praise, all the glory in your son Jesus's name. Amen. Our inspirational verse today comes from the book of Psalms, Psalm 145 verses 18 and 19. And it reads, the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. My cry today is that I learned something about this gut-brain connection to save me <laughs> from these 20 pounds that I need to lose. My guest today, Dr. Colby, is a neurologist, a neuroscientist, and an internationally recognized expert in the ancient practice of Ayurvedic medicine. She earned her medical degree at Loma Linda University of Med University School of Medicine, completed her internship at University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA. And <laughs> I love football. I love it. <laughs> so does Marissa. <laughs> and neurology residency at University of California, San Diego. She is the author of The Prime and Sound Medicine, is a pioneer in the field of integrative medicine, and is a highly sought-after speaker, researcher, and advisor for healthy directions. 
She is the former director of Wellspring Health in Scripps Memorial Hospital, where she successfully combined conventional treatments with Ayurvedic practices of detoxification, diet, and lifestyle management to help patients effectively manage chronic neurological disorders such as multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, and migraine headaches. Her program was so successful that it is now used for a wide range of health concerns, including weight issues and chronic disease. Through her integrative approach, the doctor teaches her patients about the connection between mind, body, and spirit, which impacts every aspect of health, both physically and mentally. And I'm so blessed because she has an extensive media experience, including being a regular medical contributor for the Dr. Oz show. We have a world-renowned celebrity right here on <laughs> Mr. Speaker Speaks. <laughs> How do I fulfill all those expectations? We started off as being like a prayer from God. <laughs> You're setting the bar pretty high there. <laughs> I got to deliver for the, from the big guy now. <laughs> hey, well, it, it, it's all right. We're going to start with it. You know, in, in all that you do and all that you've done in life, mm -hmm. what really brings you joy, Dr. Colery? Well, I think there's two types of joys. There's the joy that we have from our families, right? That that joy never gets replicated by work. And so there's just the joy of being a mom. And I love seeing the human being that my son is becoming. But then there's also the joy of seeing other people's children, you know, other people's family members healing from their conditions and not just the physical conditions, but also the corresponding like psychological jails that come with a lot of these conditions. And so that kind of extends, you know, my family in a sense, like when I see their families improving, it makes me think of how much I love my son, how much I love my husband. So it's such a joy to see other people's children and other people's spouses also healing. Did you always want to become a doctor? Yeah, it's one of those things that it's like it's it was a light that I was born with. I was four years old when I first started telling people that I'm going to be a physician. And I just always knew it. And I remember being on a plane once with a lady. I was maybe nine years old. Um, and she asked me, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, oh, I'm going to be a physician. She goes, well, that's really hard. It's a really long path. And I just looked at her like I couldn't even understand what she was saying because it was like telling me it's going to be hard to have black hair, which my hair is already black. Like it was something I already was <laughs> you know, really young age. I knew this is what I was going to come to do. <laughs> yeah. What brought you to that realization? You say you already knew. What was it? on the inside of you? What took place? Was there something in your life that happened? Was it just a dream or vision? Or did you watch a television show or something? What really <laughs> triggered that desire and that passion for medicine? I think I was wired for that type of work. I remember I was born in India and I came to the US when I was four years old. And I remember being really young. I must've been only two or three in India 
and we were driving and I remember looking at the small children that were begging on the street and um, I was just completely overcome by the knowledge of their suffering and seeing how young they were, right? When they were already up against those odds. And I remember just in that instant, like I knew I came here to help people and that that was the driving force was to make sure that whoever I was around, whoever I worked with, I could reduce their suffering in some way. And I love it when you said wired, which bridges <laughs> that gap to neurology. <laughs> I <Why>? love that. <laughs> You're good at this. You're good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Why, out of all the different types of medicine that you could practice, why neurologist? Why neuroscience? When I did my neurology residency as a medical student, uh, it was like instant. Just the same thing. Like I knew I was going to be a physician. Once I hit neurology, I knew this was what I was going to do because I knew that studying the brain, studying the nervous system was going to take more than a lifetime. We know so little about it and it's so unlike other organ systems because there's an inner intelligence. You know, there's this thing we call the mind that's somehow wired into all of those neurons. And for me, it was like the next big black box that we were going to be discovering, you know, over the course of my lifetime of what exactly does this organ do? What are its potentials? You know, how does it influence the rest of the body? And I can say like the deeper and deeper I go into the study of the brain and, and the bigger picture of the mind, um, I mean, the more it's just leading me to a deeper understanding of myself. So it's exactly what I had hoped it was going to be, which was a better understanding of, of myself and human beings in general. Why is it that we know so little about the brain itself and how it functions? Is that something that's hard to, to really work on from a medical perspective. And what brings this to mind is, to, you know, the NFL, I, you know, I love football and they deal with all these um, concussions and all of mm -hmm. that. And they say they have to wait until they're dead to examine the yes. brain. Is that, is, you know, is it CTE? So is, is that the challenge? No, the challenge with neurology is that in medicine, we tend to be very reductionist, right? So when we look at the liver, we go, oh, there it is. You know, there it is located right underneath the ribs. And, um, you know, we have we like to confine things, whereas with the brain, sure, you could study it, you know, either while living or after autopsy. But where would you be able to pinpoint where the consciousness is located, you know, where the mind is located? And so it challenges our complete reductionist view of the body. Um, and, you know, this was one of the reasons why I, at a certain point, like transitioned into my training of Ayurveda, which is the ancient medical system of India, because it had a much deeper explanation of the brain and the mind. And it wasn't reductionist. And it kind of, it, it, it brought my understanding outward of like, oh, hold on. The, the brain is an organ that is involved in the creation of consciousness. It's involved in creation of the mind. But there's so much more than that. The mind goes so much beyond just simply this little organ. So I eventually had to look at older medical systems to really be able to, like, you know, answer this, this question I had of what exactly is the mind? What exactly is consciousness? And how does it affect our health? Hmm. And so it was that question, how, that 
made you uh, make a transition from practicing traditional medicine to being an expert in Ayurvedic medicine? Well, okay, so I set myself up to be um, a lot more elegant in my transition. <laughs> Let, let's say that that's eventually what peaked it. But the reason why I went to Ayurveda was I, I was a neurologist and I developed migraine headaches. And, you know, this is how humility <laughs> changes the course of your life. You know, so let me go back and say I was an arrogant neurologist, meaning mm -hmm. I felt so confident in this new knowledge I had received and felt so confident about my capacity to help people. And then all of a sudden I developed migraine headaches and um, all the medications I was on, either the side effects were worse. Well, you know this too. I mean, the side effects are sometimes worse right, oh, yes. than the actual <laughs> disease. I'd rather just suffer with the pain after they run down this could cause this. You could die from right. this. And have three legs and three arms. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or like you can't think. And here I am as a neurologist. Like I can't sacrifice my intelligence. But it was it was developing migraine headaches that brought me back to Ayurvedic medicine because that was something my mom had actually raised us with. And we didn't even think of it as medicine. It was just like we we ate a certain way, we meditated, we practiced yoga. It was just a way of living. And so here I was, you know, um, completed my neurology residency and this hotshot doctor came out and I couldn't manage my own migraine headaches. So I went to go see an Ayurvedic practitioner and through the evaluation, he really diagnosed me with a gut issue, which of course, like I rolled my eyes with that diagnosis because I was like, no, I've got migraine headaches. The migraines have nothing to do with my gut. And he put me on a program for, for gut healing. And within three months, my migraines were gone. You know, I had lost 10 pounds. I didn't even know I had gained. My creativity went off the charts. And so that's when I started to realize that this quest I had for wanting to understand the brain and understanding the mind and this interface between mind and body, that I wasn't going to get that through my traditional training. So I really came to Ayurveda, like crawling on my hands and knees um, because I was suffering. And, that, and, it, and it took that to take, just deflate some of the, the ego and the arrogance that I think is a natural result of, you know, over a decade of training, you're feeling pretty good. You're feeling pretty smart. And it, and it took, you know, my failure in treating myself to go, hold on, let me just, let me rethink this. You know, maybe, maybe I, maybe there's something that I didn't learn even after all that training. <laughs> wow. And, and listening to your, your connection between the gut and everything, it all, I was kind of thinking of, you know, reflex, reflexology, uh -huh. when they're playing with your feet and this is connected to that and that's connected yeah. to that. So that's what I had a, a picture in my mind's eye, something along that line. So tell us about um, Ayurvedic medicine in general. I mean, what is it all about? You have these different types. Is yeah. it food? Is it diet? I mean, what is it all about? Well, Ayurveda is really, it's all about us. It's all about how we tick. It's like having a blueprint to figuring out how does Vincent work? You know, how does Colreet work? Like, how do each one of us actually work? Like, we get, we have manuals for how our cars work. You know, we get warranties on our appliances, 
but we don't ever get a manual or like a warranty on, on us. And so one of the core principles of Ayurveda is food is medicine, right? So it's, it's really teaching you how to cook so that you can take care of your, your body. You know, you can really take care of your mind also through your foods and it turns your, your kitchen into a pharmacy and everything is based on <laughs> a good pharmacy for everybody. A good pharmacy. A good yes, pharmacy. A good pharmacy. <laughs> like, you know, a pharmacy for healing. And everything's based on this concept of the doshas, which are the mind body types. And there's three there's vata, pitta, and kapha. And each one of these have unique characteristics. And we all have aspects of each one, but usually one or two is predominant. And based on which one's predominant, you can even predict like what kinds of conditions would this person have? Well, give us a little bit more insight about the three types. And then how does one find their particular type? Is there like an online test you can take or something like that? Yeah. So we've (laughs) created a bunch of information and an online test on our website, Dr. K. Chaudhary. And you can go there to take the dosha test. But I really recommend like trying to get to know the doshas like you would a friend, you know, like get to know the characteristics because there's going to be different things that change which dosha becomes active. So vata is associated with the elements of space and air. And so you can already get some of the ideas of like what that dosha represents. So vata individuals, they tend to be smaller framed. Their energy tends to kind of fluctuate and go up and down. Um, And because of these fluctuating energies, they can have, you know, fluctuating digestion as well. And when they're out of balance, they can be prone to things like insomnia and anxiety. Now, Pitta individuals, they're made up of the elements of fire and water. Now, this might sound a little familiar. So Pitta individuals, you know, they're very, very goal oriented. They're high achievers and they tend to run a little on the hot side. Type and A personalities. A little more of like the type A personalities. Like Vata people you can say are kind of a little bit more of like the, they're artistic. They're very creative. Pitta people are like, show me where the job is. Let me get it done. And when they get out of balance, they can get inflammatory conditions. So like migraine headaches, this was what was causing my migraine headaches was excess heat and inflammation. Um, they have a tendency towards autoimmune conditions. A lot of the itises are associated with Pitta and skin conditions like rashes. Um, and, you know, when they get really out of balance, they become, become like really impatient and angry. And again, all of these things can be altered just by the way you eat. And then the kapha dosha, which is the final dosha, is the bigger dosha. The elements are associated with water and earth. So it tends to be really grounded. So they're bigger build. They tend to be a little bit more steady in everything that they do. They have really good stamina. But when they get out of balance, they have a tendency towards obesity or gaining excess weight, sinus congestions, um, forming tumors. And so, you know, when kapha gets really out of balance in the mind, it can lead to depression. So this is, again, why we eat to balance both the body and the mind according to our doshas. Because otherwise, haven't you been in that situation where, you know, there's some new food trend and like your partner or your kids or your best friend tries it and it's great for them and you try it and it's just absolutely horrible. And you go through all of this like trial and error where you go, I hear that this thing is anti-inflammatory. Well, is it anti-inflammatory for you? Like who cares if it's not anti-inflammatory for you? So rather than doing all this guesswork, the doshas actually help you choose like just a specific 
number of interventions. So you do exactly what you need to get back into balance. Wow. And that word balance is coming up over and over and over again. It kind of reminds me of, you know, pH type balance and making sure. Of it. <laughs> so, well, and it is, there is the biology, there is like this biochemistry to it. But, you know, Vincent, I like looking at balance as a dynamic thing, meaning at different times you need like different things to create that type of balance. You know, it's not just like you're on one fixed little path, but that's why I say get to know these doshas like you would a friend so that you know when one is out of balance, like you, you have to take a dynamic plan to like, oh, okay, what do I need to do to bring this one back? So what I'm hearing today is, you know, it goes back to the old saying, you are what you eat. You are what you eat. That's all of Ayurveda. <laughs> you are what you eat. I know. Our like our 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 parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents totally got it. And there's even a saying in Ayurveda, as you eat, so is your mind. That your food really does determine the state of your mind. And you know, Vincent, we're able to we're able to bridge this scientifically now by understanding the microbiome which is the collection of all the bacteria and all the microorganisms that live inside you, that they have such a huge influence on your thoughts. And the majority of those guys live inside your gut. So that's the connection between food, the gut, and the brain. Yeah, that, that's powerful, you know, because we, we hear all these things that, you know, you should be taking oh, antioxidants and some other stuff to increase the, the microbes in your gut. I mean, there's just so much information out yeah. there how do you know what's you, right you don't do you, you don't it's not personalized and that's what's so frustrating is it's not personalized so you're spending all this money all this time trying to do something good and it's wreaking havoc let me give you an example if a vata individual goes on a raw food diet it, it's disastrous i mean absolutely disastrous because that's the wrong kind of diet for their body type and so just being on a raw food diet could lead to anxiety you take a pitta individual and put them all the, on all the fermented food that's going to increase all of their heat that's going to lead to like more more headaches you take a kapha person and pr put them on a high protein diet where they're mainly eating animal protein, same thing. It's going to cause, you know, issues like depression. It's going to backfire on them. And that's why understanding your dosha makes it so much easier to take care of yourself. It's kind of like, you know, if, if you have a Ferrari and you've got a manual for a Toyota and you're trying to figure out like why, you know, why that information is not helping you drive your Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I try to break it down simple. I love the car <laughs> analogy there because while you were talking, I was thinking, okay, certain type of cars take certain types of oil exactly. and then they take certain types of gasoline. Exactly. Grades of octane. If you want to run high performance, you need to be at this level of octane. And so I guess exactly. when it comes to your body, mind and soul and spirit running at peak performance, yes. you got to put the right stuff on the inside. So now help us to understand what are some of the best foods for each type and what are some of the worst foods for each type? And I'm talking about the dosha. Absolutely. So for Vata, some of the best foods 
are warm, unctuous foods. So unctuous means oily. Vata, you need to ground it, right? So you want to be cooking things up, you know, vegetables. And Vata gets grounded eating meat. And so it's it's the one dosha that we actually say, yes, this is good for helping Vata to ground out. And when I say unctuous, I mean using healthy fats like ghee. Vince, have you ever heard of ghee or have you ever eaten ghee? I don't know. I may have eaten and not have <laughs> oh, known no. it. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, I, I, I've traveled, I've, you know, I've been to Korea, I've been to Saudi Arabia, so I may you have eaten. Had it. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Ghee is clarified butter. It's delicious. It's tastier than butter, but it's actually medicinal for a Vata individual. You know, and the foods that really aggravate Vata are the foods that are like Vata. So in Ayurveda, Vincent, we have a saying that like increases like and opposites are used as medicine. And so what that means is if you're eating a lot of things that are just like the qualities of your dosha, it creates an imbalance. And then eating the opposite of that is what is medicinal for you. So for vata, eating foods that are like vata, so things that are light and crispy, that would increase vata. So we want to stay away from popcorn, from chips, from cold foods and beverages and raw foods. And this is why a raw food is such disastrous, has such a disastrous outcome for vata. Now, for pitta individuals, they're naturally, they run hot, you know, physically as well as mentally. And so we want cooling foods. So um, green leafy vegetables are great, except for spinach. Spinach is actually a little heating because of an acid it has in it. Um, but green leafy vegetables in general are great. Melons are really cooling. Coconut water is fantastic. Coconut mm. oil is a great oil to cook if you're pitta. And here's the antidote. I want you to give this a try. The antidote for pitta is aloe vera juice. Okay, Do, taking some. Why did did like your mom or your grandmother tell you this? I, I have a story about that. When you finish, go All ahead. All right. It's, it's, so aloe vera juice is the antidote to pitta, and just like a tablespoon, one to three times a day after meals with a little bit of warm water. That pulls pitta down and it helps to get rid of all of the autoimmunity and all of the the heat. So oftentimes associated with pitta. And so pitta doesn't do well with heating foods like um, red chilies, black pepper, um, alcohol, which is really heating and fermented foods. So kombucha is disastrous for pitta individuals. Now, kapha is just a naturally vegan dosha. I always think of kapha as like the large elephants that are eating like grass and leaves and, you know, all the other green stuff that elephants eat. Kapha is just naturally grounded, so it needs a really light diet. And so kapha does ideal with a vegan diet. So not a lot of dairy, not a lot of meat, and not a lot of sugar. Now, kapha does so well, though, with heated spices because it tends to be heavy and cold. So this is where you can add in, you know, the chilies, the garlic, the onions, the black pepper, all the fun stuff is for the kapha dosha. <laughs> Wow. You know, you started talking about um, the aloe, aloe, aloe vera. vera. I know. I want to hear now. What happened with I, aloe vera? I, I, it's, it's, my grand, my late grandfather. I knew it was going to be a grandparent. They always I know. Mean, we had, you know, we had aloe plants all yeah. over the place and growing up. Yeah. And back in the day, you know, I'm age myself, you know, we didn't have bottled water as we have it today. We used to empty the None milk jug. None of us jug. did. Yeah. <laughs> we used to empty the milk jug. <laughs> and we used to put water and that was the, you know, keep water cold. And my grandfather would always have his separate jug in there, but he would make aloe water with the apple. Yes. And one day I was playing outside. I was really, really thirsty. I came in and I just grabbed the pitcher and I thought it was regular water and uh -huh. it was aloe water. And I thought I was going to die. <laughs> 
So that's my, I was like, no way am I drinking any aloe water. I'll take it and put it on my skin. But to actually drink it, I was like, oh my goodness. But my no, grandfather but here, was Here's in where great it's health. coming back to you. And now here's the thing is when you take it medicinally, you just need a small amount. So it's just a tablespoon. But I feel, so you asked for, you, you asked for a gift from God. Here is your gift. It's coming back to you <laughs> from your grandfather. Did you say great grandfather or grandfather? My grandfather, my father's okay. father. Your grandfather was totally right on. And what you should be doing is drinking aloe vera for your dosha type. This is, we were talking about headaches before we started. And this is one of the fastest ways to get rid of headaches is just to do a tablespoon of aloe vera with a quarter cup of just warm water and take that after breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and in the beginning, you may have more bowel movements just because it's going to pull up, pull out all the excess heat out of your body. All right. So if you want to start in the beginning, start with just a tablespoon, but I promise you, and, and then follow the pitta diet of reducing the, the um, spicy foods. I promise you, you will notice a difference. You're going to notice a difference within a few weeks. Wow. That sounds like what my grandmother used to call working medicine. Yeah. <laughs> Take you some of this working medicine. It works every time. Now, how did your grandfather hear about aloe vera, though? Because that it's it's a classic Ayurvedic um, herb that we use. But my, my mom, too, we had it all over the house for the same reason. How did he find out about this? I, I have no clue. But, my you know, all of my, my grandparents, great grandparents, something happened. Go out there and grab some of that aloe. Yeah, I mean, that's all right. they, go grab some of that aloe. And, put and how old that. was he? How long did he live? <sighs> he my grandfather died my senior year in high school. Uh huh. So I was what eighteen. My dad would have been thirty-eight. My grandfather should have been in his late oh sixties, seventies. But um, what happened? I finally found out he ended up having um, I think it was a stomach cancer or something. Oh, gosh. happened. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, but I mean, but until the day he died, he was very slender guy he he worked outside i mean as an older i mean he was just lifting stuff like it was nothing even to his old age and that's why i say i need to like lose pounds because our body frames are the same just like me and my yeah my you're just inflamed because you're pitta and so what pitta gains see your grandfather i was going to say the aloe vera will keep you really young that's why i was asking how long you lived is it'll for as long as you live it'll keep you like really really young and healthy it's an anti-aging remedy for, but specifically it works really, really well for Pitta. Um, and so what happens with Pitta is when they're eating all of this hot food, they get inflamed and they, they build what I call fake fat. It's not real fat. It's all of this fluid that accumulates around your body from the inflammation and you can't lose it through exercise because it's not fat. So the aloe vera, and by reducing the Pitta aggravating foods I talked about, you'll just pee out that extra weight. It's the fastest way to lose weight wow. because that water weight. <laughs> oh my God. So I, I got to definitely find out my, my type after this. I'm going to yeah. go to. Well, I mean, okay. I can tell you you're a combination, your Pitta Kapha. Those are your primary types, but it's the Pitta that's causing all the issues. So I would, I would just focus on that. The Kapha is what's giving you 
like, you know, your, your, your great voice, your cheerfulness, like, you know, your groundedness, but it's just, it's the pitta that's causing a little bit of the, you know, of the imbalance. So just go straight for the aloe vera and follow the pitta pacifying diet. I will. And tell my <laughs> listening audience where they can find out this information from your great website. What is your website? This is Dr. K. Chaudhry. And we have a link there to the dosha quiz. And I've got so many articles there on, on the doshas, how to balance the doshas and, and fundamental concepts in Ayurveda. All we're going right. to put your, we're going to put a reference to your grandfather. He was a, he was a great <laughs> natural, <laughs> natural healer. I'm so impressed uh, by that, Vincent. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I was, that, that memory sticks with me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Our elders knew this stuff, you know, my, my grandmother, like she used to cure her own conjunctivitis by just putting a little turmeric in your, her eyes. I mean, she never went to the doctor and she lived into her nineties, not on any medications. Wow. She kept, she used to always say, she's like, why am I still alive? And I was like, look at the way you eat. Like, it's going to take a lot to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, lot to kill you. You know, and I, I love, you know, for me, I really love spicy foods. I mean, but you just, can't do it, Vincent. That's I, I the know. whole downfall. For and everybody who has a vata imbalance loves raw food. Everybody who's a pitta imbalance loves spicy food. And everybody who has a kapha imbalance loves, you know, ice cream and meat. But do you know why that is? It's because your imbalance changes your gut flora, and then the bacteria in your gut start craving the things that worsen the imbalance. It's just like massive so, feedback loop so as it goes back to that like liking like attraction yes, that you exactly. were talking about yes oh. nothing wants to die but just you start the aloe vera all right vincent we started off this call with um a, a, with the show with a really beautiful prayer i mean you did a really beautiful prayer and you had this invocation so i'm gonna hold you to the intention that you set can i hold you to that account hey i'm a motivational speaker accountability is where it's at all right so number one i want you to give this aloe vera a try at least for a month and now start with just a tablespoon at lunchtime okay and then build up all right but the other thing is i really want you to take a look at the pit the aggravating foods and i want you to just make a goal of reducing that by 50 percent. you don't have to come off of everything but i just want you to reduce that by 50 percent because i think this is going to make a really big difference wow Okay, I, right. I will do it, doctor, and we'll. You're we'll the one who set touch. this up. You set I, this I, up, man. Hey, life altering. Hey, life altering. Hey, and I, you know, and I've been. I started, uh, you know, started my push ups again, and starting to do that because I, I just had um, got over my second foot surgery. I had my bunion corrected, and so he had to go in and take out the hardware, and so now I'm getting back, and I want to do this, and it's just like you know, you walk by that mirror with your shirt off, and it's like. Mm. And then you look, <laughs> and then you go back and you reminisce and you look at those photos when you were in the military and it's like on the yeah. DMZ and I was like, whoo! I was like, that's what I want to. I mean, I know I've aged, you know, Wait, but no, I, no. But look, you've got you've probably got your grandfather's genes, right? You said you guys yes. have the same build, and your yes. grandfather was slim because he didn't have the fake fat because he was he was taking the aloe vera. This is how simple it is. This is why I love Ayurveda is sometimes like these huge challenges we have in life where we're just like, God, why do I have this? And then you learn about your dosha and you're like, oh, it's very clear why I have this. I'm eating my way into <laughs> this condition, <laughs> you know, and, and it's not like you have to stop everything. I didn't tell you stop 
everything I said, reduce it by 50% and add aloe vera and let's see where you're at. Okay. So All we right, have the Mr. website. Speaker, we have a deal. We have a deal. We have a deal. I mean, we're, we're going to be worldwide here. And when I start looking good, I'm like, hey, look at what doctor. <laughs> Uh, You're gonna come on and be like, I forgot my shirt. Where, where did I put my shirt? Like, my shirt. Why, why isn't Vincent ever wearing his shirt anymore? <laughs> oh my goodness, I am really, I, I'm loving this. And so we talked about foods. Are there any any herbs or things like this? Because here's another thing. I'm gonna talk about me because I talk about nobody. I love hot teas. Yeah. I love hot tea and I am a, an Earl Grey man. They're not paying me as a sponsor or anything, but I, I love I love Earl Grey. So talk to us about herbs and teas and things like that that can help us with this whole food affecting mood and gut brain connection. I love how you said food affects mood. Um, so there's two things in addition to the aloe vera that I want you to do. I want your speakers. Um, I mean, sorry, I want your audience to do. I'm looking at Mr. Speaker. I want Mr. Speaker's <laughs> audience to do. It's like penetrating into my subconscious. Mr. Speaker. Um, and so the first one is a homemade tea. And since you like tea, let's start with this recipe. It's just three ingredients, Vincent. Cumin seeds, coriander seeds, and fennel seeds. And you can start with either half a teaspoon or a full teaspoon of each of those seeds. Now, the reason why I say you can start half a teaspoon or a full teaspoon is half a teaspoon is going to be a little weaker. And so your body can get used to it. And a full teaspoon is going to be a little stronger. Now, when I say your body's going to get used to it, this is going to help to pull out all the excess inflammation out of your body. Okay. So you add that to about four to five cups of water. Let it boil for five to 10 minutes, depending again, how strong you want it strain out the seeds, put it in a thermos. And then Vincent, you just drink small sips of this all throughout the day. That's going to balance all three doshas. So these two tips I'm giving you are for balancing all three doshas. Okay. Now, remember when I said my, my kitchen is my pharmacy, look, all of these things are in my kitchen. That's what I mean is like, when I want to get healthy, I just go to my kitchen. The okay. second supplement is also for all three dosha and it's called Trifla. That's spelled T-R-I-P-H-A-L-A. And it's made out of three berries and just a thousand to 2000 milligrams at night. Again, it's going to flush out the toxins from your gut. When you clear your gut, you, your health immediately improves and you are smarter. You're clearer. You have more energy. And then it makes making other changes in your life a lot easier. When you have a smart gut, you have a smart brain. That's why I always start with the gut first. Heal the gut and you can heal the mind. You can heal your mood. You can heal anything. Can you repeat those three seeds again? What was it? Got it, was it. Cumin. it was cumin. Cumin seeds. Yep. Coriander seeds and fennel seeds. And equal portions of each, about half a teaspoon to a teaspoon. You just make a homemade tea. I bet you your grandfather was drinking that. <laughs> I don't know. I know he was drinking aloe water. That much I know. So, wow. So, I have to give up my my Earl Grey's and my um, no, lemon gingers. No, let's, and... let's, let's do this because those are, you know, the, the Earl Grey increases pitta. The caffeine increases pitta. The lemon ginger definitely increases because those are heating. But let's do oh. this. We said only 50%, right? So what if you do that only every other day? And this is what you're going to find. And this is what's so powerful about doing habits every other day is on the days you don't do it, you're going to start noticing a difference. And then you're going to look at your 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 foods and the teas a little differently. You're going to say, 
I didn't have a headache that day. I, you know, wasn't as swollen on that day. Yeah, I don't think my ginger, you know, tea is doing it for me. My ginger lemon tea is doing it for me. And that's what I mean by just knowing your dosha and then making the choices. Like instead of that, you could do a rose tea. A rose tea would actually really help. And have you ever had a rose tea? It's delicious. No, rose I and haven't. Chamomile. I mean, I, oh, see, now you mm. sound like I get nothing for this, but um, that chamomile, because <laughs> I drink uh, the, the yogi bedtime has the chamomile. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good one. And the and one with that has rose and chamomile together, you're going to okay. feel such a big difference. Well, see, I, I can deal with that. Now we're talking. Now, now we're talking. talking. Rose see, and chamomile. You can, you know, once I know your dosha, when, and this is true for anybody, like once you know your dosha, you can just go down the list of like the things you like to do and then just choose specific things that are going to support you. This has truly been informative and challenging. <laughs> but if it's challenging, it means we've got it. We nailed it. Because if it's challenging, it means there's a fundamental habit that's leading to a chronic result that we are, you know, we're addressing. So, yeah. And, you know, and I, you it. know, and I have a little bit of background as far as me being able to lose weight. It's because it's like once I change my diet, because, yeah. you know, periodically we I do some intermittent fasting. Yeah. And my yeah. wife always looks at me and says, you lose weight so quickly. All you have to do is just fast. And basically what I do is that I just cut out all the stuff that I've been eating and I drink water and my waist just goes away. And I'm like, okay, is that all this water weight that I'm like, <laughs> yes, but that is all the water weight. But what if I made it even easier for you that what if you didn't even have to go to those extremes and it was just changing some of the foods around and just from doing that over the next few months, like just changing a few things with your food, adding the aloe vera, making the tea, maybe taking the trifla. What if that's all it took? I'm, I'm in I, and I, I'm, I'm listening to you and I know we're having fun, but I am totally serious about this is because I have a wedding. Um, that I have to participate in um, late September, October of this oh, year. You got, um, you'll be able to get there, whatever yeah, your goals so, are. Yeah. My goal is to, to look nice. Because it's, <laughs> it's, my, my, no, it, it's my niece and she's oh, getting God. married. And I remember yeah. when she was born yeah. and she's asking me to walk her down the aisle oh, and to, and to give her sweet. away. Oh. And so she wanted no, you gotta, to, you gotta look your best. Oh, I got I to look tight. Cause you're talking these little 20, 30 somethings. And you know, I yeah. gotta look, I gotta look sharp walking out and they're not wearing traditional tuxedos and all that stuff. They're wearing, you know, blazers and open, yeah. so I've got to look. You can't hide anything. Can't no. hide it. <laughs> no. Can't be like trying to. Burn. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to, to do this. Is there anything outside of what we talked about that you'd like to share with the listening audience today to help them become better at connecting this whole body, mind, soul, spirit, and cleaning out their gut? You know, the big thing is not to get overwhelmed with taking the big steps. And instead, it's when you do the small steps on a daily basis, those are what make the real change. And so sometimes people feel like if they're going to change, they've got to like throw out their spouse, you know, quit their job, um, you know, move out of their city. Like that I've got to do all this stuff to feel better and nothing could be further than that from the truth. Do one thing that is specifically balancing for your dosha. So I gave you like several things today, but find out your dosha and then just do one thing 
that is specifically balancing for your dosha and you will see the immediate effects of that. That's how easy it is. Like when you know what gas to put in, like if, if we take that much care of our cars that we know what type of gas to put into it to make it run better, wouldn't you want to know that knowledge for yourself and just put in the right gas and you'll see how quickly you run faster. <laughs> most definitely. And if you're telling me the most of the stuff that I have is fake fat, let's go. I gotta get, yeah. I gotta get rid, of, <laughs> rid of this, you know, so I can get back down to what they would consider my ideal weight. Because when I tell most people I have to lose weight, they're like, from where? I'm no, like, that's, you know, that's the whole challenge with fake fat though. It's this like layer of, swelling that encompasses like your whole body and the person who's living in it can feel it because oh, it's, yeah. it's uncomfortable you know you're like and you're like how do how'd my fingers get fat you know they didn't they're swollen <laughs> yeah. and and that's the, that's the key with me and especially you know since i deal with the lupus aspect every now and again when i have a, a flare which are very very rare um you know i get the swelling of the joints yeah, it doesn't affect my internal organs no, but that's me, all Pitta, Vincent. That's all Pitta. That's what the aloe vera is going to take care of. I, I, yes, 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 ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Am I channeling your grandfather? <laughs> Vincent, drink your aloe vera. Aloe vera. Now, now you, you got the grandma. Now we, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. You, you don't, you don't mess with granite. <laughs> you don't. That's you true. don't mess with granite. It was the same. It was the same in my family. You do not mess with your grandmother. <laughs> you, you, you can get away with that stuff, but you don't mess with grandma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no. I get it. <laughs> so as we bring this wonderful, dynamic conversation to a close, when you look at Ayurvedic medicine, mm -hmm. what do you think are some of the bis, big, biggest misconceptions about it and why most people say, nah, I'm not going that way? One, I think people think it's old and it's from another country. And so it must not be relevant for us. But I actually think it's more relevant now because it's it's harder to be human now than it was back then. And, you know, we have so many of like the challenges that people had from thousands of years taking care of, like we've got running water, we have climate control. Like this is the time where knowing just a few things can really, really impact your health because we've gotten so many, so many of the other things taken care of. Like we're not worried about, you know, food supplies in general. Like we have access to these things because of how we have created the modern world. But what we're missing is an understanding of ourselves. And so I think that's the biggest misconception. And I think the other one is like, you've got to just change everything. And no, it's like, you just change a few core things. Like you don't have to become Indian. You don't have to eat only Indian food. It, it, it was a global medical system at a time, meaning this is how human beings lived on the planet. But for some reason, it's it's been kept, the tradition has been kept alive in certain areas. And that's why, you know, I studied this in India. But if you go like to shamanic traditions or even some of the ancient traditions like in Russia and in Africa, you'll find similar types of medicine or the Native American here in America, you'll find these traditions because this is just how we understood how to take care of being human. Wow. Now, when you said something about Indian food, it just took my mind back. So I got to ask. Spice you know, well, no, um, there was this Indian restaurant here in, in Tallahassee, Florida. That's where I am. Uh -huh. um, but they're no longer in, in existence. Um, but they used to make this <laughs> this cabbage. Oh, yeah. I know just, what you're talking about. So good. Yeah. Out of this, and I, I, I want a my recipe. My watering. 
for that type of, I mean, it was just great. And they knew me because I would call on the phone. It's like, do you have the cabbage on the buffet? And I, sometimes when I go in and they wouldn't have it, they would actually make it for me. But it was as they was to die for. I mean, it was great. Do you have a recipe? <laughs> it's really simple. Here's the thing, though, Vincent, the is cat. that all of these things are just the basic healing spices. This is what, again, why I said my my kitchen is my pharmacy, is you're just taking the basic spices in Indian foods that and and they're they're used also to treat disease, but things like turmeric, cumin coriander powder, you know, fennel, all of the things that I was mentioning before. And they're just fried in ghee. And then you add the vegetables. We make that cabbage in my house. And I'm always surprised because I'm like, people are always like, oh, cabbage. I'm like, no, no, no. No, that cabbage is delicious. That cabbage. (laughs) <laughs> I'll pay you for your recipe offline. <laughs> that, I'm just when you talked about Indy, that's the first thing that because um my webmaster she loved Indian food and when she would be in town I'd say oh let's go to the cabbage patch that's what I call yeah. the Indian restaurant. Because oh, that's funny. That, I thought you were actually talking about a cabbage. No, you, because... I'll give you my recipe. My recipe for that powder curry powder it's in my book The Prime okay, and it's just and the I'll prime curry powder. Yeah, it's just there and then you just you add some ghee now you're going to cook with it on purpose you're going to add some ghee add that recipe add that curry powder in and then you cook the cabbage and you can add like a little bit of tomato paste but you that's all it takes to create that it's not hard and it actually is healing oh well it was good (laughs) (laughs) so now now you got me in my kitchen now (laughs) with the cabbage i mean that that is just uh excellent so my listening audience i'm I just know you've truly been blessed today by listening to Dr. Colry and her telling us all these things that can help us with food and our mood and the gut brain connection so that we can live better lives, lead more productive lives, yeah. lead a better quality of life. Because what is it to have life and you can't do anything if yeah. it's not a quality life? And one of the things that comes to my mind is a quote because I see it all the time, because I work for the Department of Health as well, and they have it in the stairs. And it says, the first wealth is health. And truly today, the doctor has told us a lot that can help us, um, that affects our health. My final question for you, doctor, today is, what matters most to you? Kindness and making sure that people feel cared for and loved you know, the people I work for and with and my family and my friends that at the end of the day, the last day of my life, I want to be able to look back at my my life and say there was a lot of kindness and love. Kindness and love. And yeah. we'll leave on that note. Doctor, it has truly <laughs> been a pleasure listening and learning from you because at the end, I was waiting on that inspiring, but you gave me the recipe for the cabbage. <laughs> so now this show has definitely been informative, challenging, and inspiring right here on Mr. Speaker Speaks. Thank you so very much for being a great and wonderful guest on today's show. My listening audience, you know where you can find me, vincenttedwards.com. And you know, I always say that life is all about purpose. And the question becomes, do you know yours? Do you know your purpose? Remember, in all that you do, 
all that you do, be magnificent. And until next time, be good, be blessed, but most of all, be a blessing to someone.